One of the greatest obstacles to crafting health and wellness is identifying and controlling inflammation. It's at the core of all complex and chronic diseases, and it's the driving mechanism that underlies the most common symptoms that people like you struggle to overcome. Join us as we explore cutting-edge science and research to give you the information and tools you need to create the quality of life you want and deserve. And now, here is the host of Inflammation Nation, Dr. Stephen Noseworthy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Inflammation Nation podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Noseworthy. We've been talking about the frustration matrix, the different reasons why people get frustrated with their medical doctors. Uh, this is part three, and this is the final part of the frustration matrix. And that is the idea that disease is really wellness lost. And you can use the look at the word disease and, and you can pronounce it two different ways. You can pronounce it the way we all do, which is disease. And that represents some kind of pathological process, or you can hyphenate it and say that it's dis-ease or a, a state of not being in ease. And it's kind of interesting wordplay, but it brings up this concept of dis-ease is not necessarily disease, but it's that uncomfortable state in between being healthy and optimally well and actually having disease. So you have dis-ease, but you don't have a disease, if that makes sense to you. We're going to talk about uh, this and, and ideas related to what's called entropy, which is just the natural decline of all systems and how when you look at whether it's physiological systems, mechanical systems, electronic systems, basically you have to put inputs into them. You have to maintain them for them to maintain a certain level of functionality. And the human frame is exactly that way. You can't just let your body go on its own. You have to feed it. You have to take care of it. You have to exercise it. You have to hydrate it. In other words, it needs input to maintain some degree of functionality. So start with this idea and, and ask the question, what is wellness? I've talked about this before in other episodes where wellness is not just simply the absence of disease. You can be unwell, but you can have dis-ease without having disease, right? So wellness is the presence of vitality. It's the, the, the presence of uh, physiological balance, what we sometimes call homeostasis. It's kind of an overused word, but that's the technical term for it. And it's, it's all about having a satisfying quality of life. It, it means that when you're, when you're well and you don't have dis-ease or disease, you, you have protection from metabolic insults. You have a buffer, so to speak, so that you can take some kind of a hit and still have metabolic control. And it means that you have resilience that if something does wear you down, that you have the capacity to bounce back pretty quickly without having any long-term effects. Now, you might remember uh, an episode or two ago when we talked about the, the medical community and how they're trained to think in very black and white terms of either you have a disease or you don't. One of the major differences between allopathic thinking or conventional medical thinking and functional medicine thinking is that we see health and wellness as a continuum, and it's not a binary system where you only have these two options. You're either healthy or you're not, right? You can lose a little bit of wellness and have a little bit of dis-ease, or you can lose a lot of wellness and have a lot of dis-ease. And you can slide up and down this wellness continuum at different times of your life. And as a result of the choices that you make, plus all of the unexpected things that happen to you along 
the way. And and I've used this little play on words where, again, we can rephrase disease to mean disease. Again, the state of dysfunction that lies between how your body was designed to operate and when things really break down with these disease processes that are so very common, especially as we age over time. Now, I think it's important to point out that not all states of disease are created equal. For example, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism or insulin resistance or prediabetes are not the same as, say, malignant cancers that have very low survival rates over two or five years, right? You can live a perfectly healthy life with a high quality of living, having Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, for example. Uh, you can live a perfectly happy and fulfilling quality of life uh, if you have a predisposition to insulin resistance, for example. But there are some things that when you get them, it spells disaster, right? But they're all diseases. So even the disease category, if you will, has its own continuum. It has its own scale. Some diseases are not nearly as bad or as frightening as others, and many diseases are completely reversible. For example, prediabetes. Um, and we can break it down even further and to say, for example, not all cancers are the same. Some cancers have very high survival rates. For example, thyroid cancer is one of those. And there are other cancers which have very low survival rates. And so we have this idea of a scale or a spectrum or a continuum at all the different stops along this continuum that links wellness to dis-ease going all the way up to disease itself, right? Everything is a continuum. And we have continuums within continuums. And, and I want you to get a little bit more sophisticated in how you think about where you are personally on this type of a scale. Now, let me get back to this idea of dis-ease as a state of dysfunction lying between design and disease. So let me again paint the picture, right? Wellness, not just the absence of disease, presence of vitality and vigor makes you resilient. It gives you a buffer so that your physiology can take the stress and strain of all the things that want to wear you down. And there's a lot of them, right? This is how your body is designed to be resilient and to give you that buffer. So if you imagine a line running from left to right, the left side, the left side of that line is wellness and design, how your body's supposed to be working. But when your resilience and your buffer wear down, you start to lose your wellness. And this brings you into the state of dysfunction, or to say it another way, a state of dis-ease, which again is not the same as disease, right? Dysfunction and dis-ease bring symptoms that of course range from mild to severe, from temporary to chronic, to recurrent and intermittent. And the more symptoms you have, the more intense and frequent they are, determines how all of these different states along the continuum affect your story. Right. Remember that ultimately, while your symptoms are important, it's important to understand your story. That is the specific ways that your symptoms are detracting from your quality of life and changing who you are, what you can do, how you serve in the many different roles and capacities of your life. Your story is the difference between who you are and who you want to be or who you used to be. Now, if you can recognize the earliest signs of starting to lose your wellness and make the right corrections, then you can regain your wellness and you can stabilize. But many of the things that disturb your metabolic balance and control, what again, science calls homeostasis, many of these things are insidious. They creep up on you. 
they chip away at your wellness so so slowly that you don't notice the subtle changes that are happening until one day you wake up and enough has changed that you you go like wait a second what what's going on what happened now that doesn't mean that you can't have some very abrupt changes to your wellness that certainly happens as well those are easy to spot just going through your history um, you have to be more vigilant to sift sniff out these subtle incremental changes that stack on each other over time. And it reminds me of, of a, an analogy that's used in many different circles. It's called the, the boiling frog story. So it goes basically like this, that if you have a pot of boiling water and you throw a frog in there, it's going to jump out. But if you put a frog in a pot of room temperature water and then slowly turn up the heat until the water boils, the, the, wa the frog will stay there and it will boil to death because it cannot detect the incremental changes that occur slowly over a period of time, right? So what, what ends up happening with most of the challenges to health and wellness, you end, in, you end up in a place where a lot has changed over time incrementally, suddenly, and insidiously, and you're confused as to when, how, and why things went wrong. And, and along the ideas of this, the paradigm mismatch, right? When you present to the medical community in a state of dysfunction and dis-ease, because you've lost your wellness somewhere along the way, and there's no disease to diagnose and to manage, this is where the expertise of the medical community fails, right? Most medical doctors don't know what to do with dis-ease because they're only trained in disease. There's an incompatibility there. They're not typically trained to figure out where you lost your wellness. They're trained to find the disease that you acquired and figure out which drugs or surgery should be used to manage that. And it's really that simple. Obviously, I'm I'm making exceptions or not talking about the exceptions where medical doctors start to deviate from conventional medical training and get into things like integrative medicine or in some cases, functional medicine, right? So hopefully you can see why this is a, a potential area for friction that can lead to some degree of frustration. But this is where functional medicine and the concepts of autonomous health start to shine. Right? I, I always love it when a new client has a complex case and has seen half a dozen medical doctors of different types and specialties because they've been poked and prodded and scoped and tested up the wazoo, <laughs> no pun intended, right? Because in those cases, I can be certain that their problem is not a disease, but a state of dis-ease and dysfunction. And what's required of me as a clinician it's not simply to do what others have done and think that I can do it better, but to see the problem with fresh eyes, to see things from a different perspective, to ask questions that no one else has thought to ask and to look in places where others have not, and perhaps to connect the dots in a way that others might not even think about. So the final point of the frustration matrix is this idea that wellness is a state of, lo of loss of, I'm sorry, let me say, <laughs> flip that around. Disease is a state of lost wellness. And it's this continuum and this progression, the subtle insidious changes that happen over time that are the most dangerous for us because we don't notice them until some point we wake up and say, whoa, what, ju what just happened? And, and you get confused because you can f can't figure out how it happened. And that means that you can't really figure out easily what to do to try to change that. All right, we're going to call it a wrap for that episode. I know it's a relatively short episode this time, 
Um, we still have a couple of weeks left in my Say Yes to 2023 offer. If you haven't taken advantage of that, you can use the link in the episode description. You can save half off of my initial consultation fee until the end of January in 2023. And so if you grab that offer before it expires, you get an hour with me for a, a reduced rate. We'll spend some time talking not just about your symptoms, but about your story. And we'll try to piece together together how you got to where you are right now and what your next steps might look like. And your options are multiple and they are varied. If you want more information about me, the work that I do, you can check out my main website at drnosworthy.com. That's drnosworthy.com. And you can also find me on Instagram and other major social media channels. Links are in the episode description below. Please remember to comment, rate, like, and follow. Do all those things that we know we do on social media these days. And of course, that helps others find information that they need to begin their own journey back to being well and being resilient. All right, guys, I'll see you in the next episode. And we'll continue developing this idea of autonomous health, where you should and could be relatively independent of a somewhat broken conventional healthcare system. See you next time.